Hello, I'm Lakita and welcome to the Co-Create Work podcast, where my partner Chloe and I talk about building and co-creating the future of work. We hope this podcast will be your weekly dose of support on all things work, leadership, and personal development as it relates to creating culture for you and your team. Because one of our principles is to be a guy, we look forward to providing space for our shared learning and exploration while trusting your personal experiences. After all, this is what co-creation is all about. So let's co-create together. Hello, co-creators. Welcome to the Co-Create Work podcast, where we talk all things leadership, personal development, culture, teams, all the things. All the things. (laughs) I'm super excited because it is our end of year roundup. Uh, And so this is the very first, this is our inaugural episode of the end of year roundup because it's our first year of the podcast. (laughs) So I'm absolutely thrilled uh, to talk and have this conversation today. Just as kind of an overview, what we're going to share with you is our three reflections and or takeaways for the year. We're also going to talk about three programs, practices, or people that had an impact on us. I cannot wait for this. Maybe this will feed into you all's individual personal development plan for the year. Uh, Three trends for work and personal development next year. And then finally, we're just going to share a little bit of what's ahead for Co-Create Work in 2023. So woohoo, super excited. Chloe, uh, is there anything you would add? Did I catch everything? You caught everything other than, you know, in the spirit of celebrating wins, 15 episodes, 15 weeks of doing this. Let's celebrate (laughs) that for sure. Absolutely. And a huge shout out uh, to the podcast crew uh, at Co-Create Work. The podcast is led and all the uh, elements and initial design goes to Chloe and then Mallory on our team as well for support. And then yes. of course, our wonderful project manager, Vanessa. So y'all killed it this year, 15 episodes. Yay! <laughs> Beautiful. Well, let's jump in and get started. Um, and Chloe, I'll have you kick us off. What are your three reflections or takeaways for this year? Okay. Well, and this is not so much a reflection or takeaway, but just I joined as a partner And so that's been really exciting. I wanted to also honor that as a win. Um, And with that, I would say, you know, one of the things that I really recognize this year is how important trust both in myself and trust in the team I'm working with, how important that is to just productivity, efficiency, success. So all of those like very kind of capitalistic things, but also my mental health, my capacity to do work, how I show up at work. And I just think, I've underestimated how important trust is Mm -hmm. in past roles, experience, et cetera. And this year has just highlighted to me how much you can accomplish when there's high levels of trust, how fast you can move when there's high levels of trust. It just, it's been huge, both for myself, like trusting in myself too, right? When I am trusting in myself, I'm not spinning. I'm not, you know, needing reassurance. I can just move and lean into those lean into my strengths. So I think trust is one of my big takeaways and things I've been thinking about this year. I love that because uh, we totally underestimate the energy output that it takes to 
you know, go and do work where we're second guessing either ourselves or others, or we don't have a high level of trust. So that cognitive work and cognitive load that goes into that is significant. Uh, And we'll be talking a lot, I think, this episode about energy and energy management. Yes. (laughs) Um, And I was going to say, and part of that from like a cognitive load energy management, and also just one of the things that's increased my capacity to trust, especially in myself, has been the deep healing trauma work I've been doing in therapy. So I started with an EMDR therapist last year, and it has been amazing just recognizing you know, how trauma impacts how I show up. And, and that's true for everyone, right? Like trauma impacts how we show up, little trauma, big trauma, and just being able to process that has helped me so much in terms of trusting myself, even in terms of trusting others and not, again, not having that cognitive load that's required to go, oh, is this what this person means? Or what are they going to think about me here? Whatever that looks like. And so that has been so important. And I think, you know, we are talking more about therapy in the world. It's more of a normalized thing. People are really starting to talk more about mental health and how important that is. And I just want to put that out there that like it has been life-changing for me as I have been going through this. It's been, it's just been so helpful. Yeah. 2022 is a banner year. Yes. And I, I love this because I think in our conversation with, um, Danielle, uh, who was on the podcast last week, uh, it was a brilliant episode. You all heard a lot about, right? Like transition and just how we have to take care of ourselves, how we have to kind of go through the steps as leaders to do individual work, individual healing and at co-create work, we always say, right, in order to have a systems level transformation or a company transformation, it has to start with that individual work and individual transformation specifically. So I'm so glad that you added this in here as one of your key reflections. Yes. And I feel like all of my reflections are kind of in the same space. The last one is really getting comfortable with not having to be great at everything, Um, which, you know, I'm in my mid forties and I wish I maybe could have done more work to get there sooner, but better late than never. And I wouldn't even say it's late, right? I, (laughs) it is what it is. It unfolds as it is, as it can. And that's also related to the healing work that I've been doing, but is that we all do have strengths and we're not meant to be and can't be good at everything. That's not how we were created. Um, and so I think really getting comfortable with that. And Lakita, you've been part of that process for me as far as being able to just say, this isn't a strength for me. Like (laughs) I need some support here, um, has been huge. And I, I think it helps us just function so much better. Again, on the cognitive load, I can let go of the things that I'm not great at. It doesn't mean that I don't have to do some of those things, but I can also just acknowledge like, I'm going to do this and it's going to be my best and my best may not be that great in this specific area. And that's okay. Right. Yes. And that's going to be okay. Yeah. And and what that means for kind of partnership and community and being in working relationships with each other and how 
much different would that be if we all thought about that and thought about our teams and our work through that lens instead of one person on the team or someone that you work with, they always need to be perfect. They need to be an expert at every single thing. Um, that That is actually not possible. So what happens is, is like we put unrealistic expectations and then you often find yourself disappointed. So we need to clearly know ourselves very, very well. And then we need to learn about others and their strengths. To your point, um, it doesn't mean there is a lack of skill building, right? It right, doesn't right, right. mean we don't take steps into things that we haven't done before, or this is an opportunity of growth, right? Or, hey, let's practice this and maybe you'll build the skills or maybe I just have to buckle down and do it. But I think we aren't anywhere near that, right? <laughs> it's yeah. much more that we have an expectation that people should be an expert in everything. Yeah. And, you know, as you were talking about disappointed, I was thinking like disappointed in others, potentially, if we expect them to be great at everything, also disappointed in ourselves, potentially, and defensive, right? If, If you're not I mean, how much time do those conversations take where where we're having to break down defensiveness? And I think even for myself, like someone having you having to have a conversation with me, if I'm feeling defensive, it just, it requires a lot of time. It requires a lot of energy. And so being able to get really grounded and here's what I'm good at. It's okay that I'm not good at these things. Yes, I may have to push through and do them, but it, it's not going to necessarily be the best thing ever because it's not my strength. Whereas when I am in my strengths, right, I just get a shine and flow and I love it. And then I can spend less time worrying about the, the things that are opportunities or just not my strengths. And I can really lean into the things that are. Absolutely. I think, and that is the work that we have to continue. And one of the practices that we say, or like uh, things we talk about all the time at co-create work is like, Hey, I trust your expertise and we will leave it to the experts in a minute. Okay. So if there is an area where it's either of our uh, zone of genius, it's uh, our project manager, Vanessa's zone of genius, where like, you know, we don't need to weigh in. I trust your expertise. And so that comes into it as well. Yes. I love this combo. We have yes. to have this for next year. All right. So let me jump in yes. with my three reflections and takeaways for the year. So the first for me is partnership. So we, uh, Chloe and I started our partnership. Chloe joined uh, co-create work in 2022. Woo-hoo. Yes. So Chloe has been a partner most of the year. Uh, and this has been transformational for me and transformational for the business and our results for the business. I think it goes right back to what you said about um, folks being in their zone of genius, um, collaboration, connection as we do our work together. So we get so many questions. I do in particular as someone who what, who founded the company originally of like, oh, I would like to add a partner, but I feel really intimidated. I feel really nervous. What if things don't work out? Like, you know, does it really help? Like, what is it like? Uh, and we should maybe, I should maybe do a, a, a episode about this next For year. For sure we well. should, yeah. And we should talk about this, but Uh, it has been absolutely transformational. So what it has done is it increased the capacity of the business. It increased uh, my 
a learning in terms of being a leader of uh, folks who work in the business is one thing. Being in a business partnership has its own unique conversations, challenges, strengths. So that has been a real area of learning and practice for me, which has just been wonderful. Uh, And then it's just also created a sense of community again. So um, we have uh, the folks that we're in partnership with our team. And one thing that I believe, and I'm I'm okay if this is controversial, is that, you know, folks are like, as a leader, I should be able to just like fully show up who I am as who I am, right? Yeah. And, and I should be able to say like, I'm nervous about this, or I have these concerns. And the truth is that you can't come into a conversation with your entire team and say everything that is on your mind. Yes. (laughs) It is just not a realistic expectation. I wish that could be different for you. It, It can't. So when you have someone who is a partner in the business, our conversations are different. I can share a bit more about like my challenges here where I have concerns, here's where I have fears, and we can work through that together. So that has been really transformational and definitely a key takeaway and a huge win for this yes. year. Yes. And as you were talking about that, and I was thinking just about the partnership process and we'd been working together. I mean, we've worked together like going back to 2017 in different capacities, but going back to, you know, what I was saying around trust and that partnership is there was so much trust there to begin with, which is part of what, and, and I definitely think you should do an episode on this and I'll ask you lots of questions, but I think it helps so much in terms of the partnership overall, because we both knew who we were going to be working with, how we approached work, what it was going to look like, um, probably had some sense of where there maybe would be some challenges or, you know, brushing up against each other in different ways. And trust just made things go so quickly yeah, in the best absolutely. way, right? Absolutely. Perfect. Okay. So my next one is uh, leaning into kind of my actual voice and the version of myself, both personally and professionally that I want to share in the work that I want to share in our business, um, that I want to share out into the world. I have always had a really big challenge with this. Some of this challenge comes from um, being a black woman and, un, you know, forced expectations around like what that should mean at work, what that should mean in my personal life as well, what that means for social media. Uh, And so for me, this year has just really uh, been a space where I felt like I can say, hey, here are the things that I really want to talk about. I really want to share in our work, to share on social media, to share about how we work with our clients. Um, And there are some things definitely that I, I still hold for myself, but I think a lot lot more of my personality comes through uh, in at least like our, our external face and work uh, with our clients. And so, you know, we will go to an event, we love and talk with our clients, right? We're incorporating and leveraging music, right? We're talking <laughs> about all of the different things that are really unique to each of us as individuals. Um and bringing that into the work. And we encourage that for our team as well. So this year has really been a lesson to me in that, um, uh, rejecting the feeling that I needed to show up perfectly all the time. Yes, I love it. And the work continues. (laughs) And then my last uh, reflection uh, takeaway is 
capacity. And this one has been huge for me. So on the podcast, we did an episode where we talked about uh, that I manage a chronic illness um, and what kind of all goes into that, how you create workplaces um, that support people with disability. Uh, And this year I had to have a huge lesson in first how much work both physical and mentally, it takes to run a business, to run a household, you know, co-create work is uh, four years old as of November 30th, but (laughs) the, um, I was diagnosed in 2020 and I spent a lot of time since then, just like really pushing through versus, really deeply uh, thinking about and working on like, what does capacity actually mean? And what type of support do I need? Um, I will say in in 2022, you know, bringing Chloe on as a partner was a huge part of that decision. Um, all of the support systems that I put in place at home as well, uh, working with my family, making agreements with my family, And there was a recent conversation about this uh, via Instagram that um, one of our authors from our top reads of 2022, Ruchika Tolshian, posted around like the level of help and support women in business who run businesses or executives and businesses need. Uh, And that includes things like internal home support. And I was heavily, heavily influenced by Rachel Rogers on this uh, and her work as well wonderful, but she really talks about, you know, what do you need to create a system of support? How does that increase your capacity? Uh, And as I've been managing chronic illness, I've been thinking about that more and more and expanding capacity everywhere that I can. And that includes um, work uh, and support that we have within our home, support that we have within our business and our partners in our business. Um, And you know, making decisions, even minor decisions, uh, like if we travel, do we start facilitating that same day, right? And the answer is no. Uh, And so really thinking about capacity at every single turn. Well, and I, you know, talking about Ruchika's post and that discussion and how we don't talk about this enough and people aren't sharing this enough. So I love that you're sharing this because I think, It absolutely is true. And, you know, from my own standpoint, there's this, I should be able to do it all. And that's just not true. Like how long have men had, you know, in a traditional patriarchal view had like someone at home supporting and taking in their dry cleaning and all those things. And no one's judging them for having support in that way. And so I love that you're talking about this and how important it is. And you know, both in terms of managing a chronic illness, but just in general, like, yes, it's it's so important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so uh, just some tips here, laundry service, right? How, you know, house cleaning support um, activities for the kids, our kids have uh, educational tutors. So just I, and I know that this is a resource and issue as well. And I very clearly want to name that. Um, And um, what I did originally started, started, out is to just say, what is the smallest thing that I can get support with and and what might that look like? Um, And so we'll link to some resources and recommendations about that as well. All right. (laughs) What's up next, Chloe? Uh, Next, we're going to uh, three programs, practices, people, 
that had an impact on you. And Lakita, do you want to go first on this one? I do. So many people had an impact on me this year. So it was very difficult (laughs) to narrow down this list for me. Um, Chloe knows like I love, love, love personal development. So I'm always all in the things. Uh, So the three things I would name. So the first one is Beyonce. I mean, clearly. So Renaissance came out this year. And uh, I saw a post (laughs) where someone says, I love what happens to Black women when Beyonce comes out (laughs) with a new album, because it is just like, can take over the world. Uh, I feel like probably most people who listen to Beyonce feel that way. Uh, But uh, that album, uh, the music, um, you know, even her um, design of like how things drop this year just had a huge impact on me. Impact on uh, increased confidence, just having a vibe, a bit of swagger uh, in the work and the way I move in the world. So it it was uh, truly a treat and a delight to have for sure. Yes, I love it. Next one up for me is actually Catherine Zinkina uh, on Instagram. She goes by Manifestation Babe. Uh, And we haven't talked about this on the podcast, but I am all about manifestation uh, and do deep work and deep practices around abundance and manifestation. She is a manifestation coach uh, and teacher, and I completed her program this year uh, and it was hugely transformational for me in terms of thinking uh, around abundance and what is possible uh, in specific practices and actions that I put in place around manifestation. You know, we we always talk a lot about like goal setting and writing goals out and quarterly planning, right? And like how important that is. And I see this as just as important. So uh, identifying the key Uh, goals, successes that I want to have both personally and as a part of the business uh, has been transformational. And Chloe, uh, to some of the things that you shared as well about like EMDR, a a big part of her work is like, how do we need to think about our cognitive biases and rethink our approach to things um, and do any of that uh, more internal kind of unconscious work that we don't realize uh, is happening. So that has been uh, transformational for me as well. Amazing. And what's your last one? All right. So last one, I had to pull everyone together and just say all of the body work I did this year. Um, as you can see, for me, uh, these three practices uh, that had an impact have been all deeply connected to like the spiritual and physical self, uh, which we bring into our work. So all the body work I did this year, energy healing. I work with Relindy. We'll also link to her uh, and deep uh, work there around mindset. Uh, acupuncture, uh, mostly started acupuncture this year to work on uh, my chronic illness, uh, but find that it just gives a huge boost of energy, gives me a lot of rest. Uh, and my body worker for that work is amazing. Truly, truly transformational for me. Uh, breath work and breath work is something that we have as a part of our practice at Co-Create Work. So we work with leaders and 
the leaders that we work with often, we will send them to breathwork sessions with a partner that we have named Brittany Wilson. She's amazing. We will link to her as well. Uh, And she works with our leaders through breathwork as well. Um, So just like so much wonderful body work uh, that I have been a part of this year. I love it. You know, as you were talking about both manifestations and body work, and I was holding off on some comments because I wanted you to share both. Um, it's been interesting. I come from a very traditional religious background as far as upbringing. And so getting into some of these practices that feel non-traditional in like a very you know, religious sense has been progress for me. And it's been really great to be in partnership with you and having conversations with you and engaging in these ways because they're all ways to access, like all the things that you do are ways to access your genius to make sure that you are in your best health possible. Um, And it really does make a difference. It makes such a huge difference. And so that's been, it's been an interesting experience just to be in partnership and see that um, and start to do some of it as well. Yeah. Welcome aboard. Great. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And of course, you know, you mentioned those cognitive biases and that if I were to think about kind of programs, practices, maybe learnings that have had an impact on me, I've always really liked cognitive biases and thinking about them and just the way our brains work. But, and I talked about this book already, but thinking 101 by U Kyung on so great as far as just giving some tools to talk through them. But I think even just recognizing in myself and being able to say, oh, this is my cognitive bias that's kicking in. Like I'm having a negativity bias or I'm confirming a belief. Um, You know, working through that has just been so useful. And I would also say it's not only had an impact on me, but an impact on our clients because I bring what I learned to them. And so it's been great to bring that and just see how that, how transformational it can be just to be aware that not everything you think, going back to what one of the things Danielle said last week, just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. Um, (laughs) And that's a huge part of cognitive biases, right? Just because I'm thinking it doesn't mean it's true. Um, So that's been a huge one. Um, The next one is pickleball. Period. (laughs) Period. I'm part of, I'm part of that trend. Um, uh, My husband and I started playing a little bit during the pandemic and then we learned how to play doubles and it's just been a huge part of life. And I think I have spent so much of my life, you know, being female, worrying about how my body shows up in the world, what it looks like, all of those things. And, and exercise for me has always been connected to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's not just about pickleball. It's also finding this physical activity that I love that has nothing to do with trying to look a certain way or, you know, I've done a lot of work in that space over the past few years and will continue to do it. But just remembering how much joy there is in being able to do something I love with my body, how much joy, what a privilege it is. It just, so it's not just the pickleball, but it's all the things that go along with it. Um, (laughs) as well as all of the opportunities I have to put therapy into practice on, on the court, right. As I'm trying to be perfect and all those things. So that's been great. Um, and my third thing I would say, kind of related to that is actually just having a partner at home, my husband, who is 
so supportive who I can talk to about everything, um, where we do our work also together as a couple and how much that has brought to the work that I can do. When you talk about like home support, I think I've had the opportunity to just marry someone who being older, we both are coming into it a little bit differently. And so I, there's just so much support that I have. And so I, that's been huge as far as me thinking about the partnership, thinking about the work, having support, having those times when we are, we have been really busy and just having that level of support has been great. And so that's had a huge impact on me as well. I, I love it. That. And, I, <laughs> and I want to give like a shout out for Chloe around pickleball. Like Chloe isn't a like normal pickleball player. It's like award <laughs> winning, you know, everything organized, play in different states pickleball player. So we we just need to put respect on your name. Okay. So I just want to okay. make sure that the audience knew that. <laughs> Perfect. And with that, let's go into three trends for work and personal development that we are thinking about and seeing for next year. Absolutely. Let's jump into it. So we decided to say, what are the three trends in work and personal development that we believe we might see for 2023? And this is based on our experiences speaking with clients. We also very closely follow behaviors and activities for the future of work. That's one of the key things that we look at uh, as part of our work in the world uh, and with our clients. So we're excited to share just three of the things that are coming up. I will definitely say that there are many more trends that we're yes, identifying. Yes. And as we were preparing for this episode, we were thinking, hey, we might actually uh, at the top of the year uh, talk about this even more. So yes. with that, let's jump into the three. So the first we want to share is that we believe more people will have this conversation and talk much more about capacity within the context of work. And I, we think on the podcast this year, you have heard from us uh, about capacity and individual capacity and team capacity. It reminds me of our episode, Chloe, with Marie Schott, and she talked a lot about capacity and, and yes. how we create systems of work that'll support humans. So um, big trend that we see here is that we'll just start to think more strategically about what can be done within the context of a certain amount of hours at work within within a certain amount of days at work. And we are seeing this and we are huge, huge advocates of the four-day work week. Yes. Uh, and there yes. has been so much exciting uh, and I feel really compelling research done in several places in Europe uh, and in European companies this past year and, and even before that. So we are going to, throughout 2023, be talking about and creating new ways of working together. Um, this includes things around hybrid work, which is also on this list, but what does a work day look like? How do we work best? Uh, how do we optimize uh, work for ourselves? How do we communicate together? What tools do we use? Uh, what do we need to have available to us from a physical uh, perspective and from a mental bandwidth perspective to work effectively uh, and kind of do our best work? We definitely think that's one of the top trends for 2023. Yes. And I was just reading, and of course I can't remember exactly where I was reading, but I was just reading about, you know, our brains and productivity and things like back-to-back -back meetings, like 
do not work well for our capacity. Like there should, I know. Right. (laughs) But not only that, there should be, you should have a 10 minute break between at least like minimum between meetings. And so even things like that from a systems approach, like how are we doing this? And I'm saying this as we both Lakeen and I are coming from back to back things. (laughs) Um, knowing that we have to do better, right? Like we are going to do better and need to do better because we've got to support ourselves as humans and think about what our true capacity is and what that looks like. Yeah, agree. Totally. So we are excited to talk about that. We've been doing some of that here, even internally at Co-Create Work. And so we're excited to share and talk about that more. All right. Our next trend that we have been identifying uh, and we definitely see for 2023 is uh, this idea of building community within work. So this year, for the first time ever, the Office of the Surgeon General released a framework for workplace mental health and well-being. And I have to say, it was extremely well done, uh, very illuminating, highlighted so much of the work that others who talk about culture, organizational design, inclusion, workplaces have been doing and, and just put it all together in one place. And not only did it have the statistics, it also had recommendations and clear steps that you can take. And one of the things that was discussed was this idea of community. So uh, within our workplaces, we are a community. And there a couple of years back was this like huge debate around like your work isn't your family. Uh, And then there was uh, this argument that like work, I think it was Reed Hoffman, maybe, uh, forgive me if I'm misquoting here, <laughs> um, that work should be an alliance, right? But what I believe we and so many other practitioners have been saying is like, no, actually, we need community as human beings and your workplace should be your community. So when the Surgeon General came out with the framework for uh, workplace mental health and well-being and we saw community, we we're like, hell yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> and we are seeing this in practice as well. So we have worked with several companies uh, this year who have um, employee resource groups that are actually centered around managers as an employee resource group. So they have created community uh, for themselves. And we have worked with several teams to strategically plan that. What does that look like? What kind of practices um, and pieces that they put, like how they partner together? And Um, how employees partner together. So what we know as a result of working remotely um, is that remote work without true intention um, and steps to create a high sense of connection and community doesn't work very well. You know, it was a huge push for asynchronous only. And we know that for some people that works, but if we talk about the outputs, the innovation, like the way that we come together, that that doesn't work on its own. So we really have to be more intentional around creating community at work in all facets. Uh, and that is going to be a huge trend. And, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about this, not meme, but this chart I've seen floating around, around like the amount of hours we spend with people at different points in our lives and like childhood, right? It's our parents and our siblings. And as adults, the majority of the time that we spend with folks is, is at work. Now in a remote work environment, you may not be spending a lot of time 
in connection with people on any given day. Um, but that is the time that we are spending, right? Like however many hours a day we're working. So that community piece and having that built in and really being intentional about it is so important to our health and well-being, as the Surgeon General was saying, right? But <laughs> but just highlighting, like, yes, of course it's important because how many hours a day are we spending working? Right. And at work with folks. So, and it gives us great questions to answer. What does it mean to be a good community member? Yes. Work is a community. Yes. Uh, How do community members uh, talk to each other? How do they meet? How do they give each other feedback and come together and work? It really presents us a new opportunity to embrace a new paradigm about work and partnership and collaboration. So I am thrilled about this. Yes. (laughs) What's our last trend? Yes, it is that the future of work is hybrid. And you just mentioned, you know, remote work and intentionality um, as part of that community piece, but also how important this is because that really is the direction that things are going. Um, And there are some great things about it. There are some challenges that just have to be intentionally addressed, right? As we're looking at this. So a couple of things that I'm really excited about with the hybrid work situation is access to broader talent pools. I think that's something that as especially smaller businesses, just thinking through that opportunity to hire folks who are in different uh, locations, who have different experiences, et cetera. So that access to broader talent pools is a huge benefit that I think we're starting to see of hybrid and or remote work environments. Um, And with that, thinking about intentional ways of connecting is so critical. Um, yesterday with one of our clients facilitating training where they're an intentionally remote company brought everyone together. And those times of bringing people together and being intentional about it, it's not just like, let's have a co-working day where we all show up at an office. It's let's come together and really utilize that time together in an intentional way to get innovation, to build community, right? Going back to that second point. Um, And so there are so many opportunities when it comes to this hybrid work that we're seeing as a trend. Yeah, absolutely. And so many times, you know, we think, oh, we can only bring folks together in a learning perspective. And I'm, I'm thinking to the session that you did yesterday with one of our clients, like this was a working session, right? Yes. This was about how do we strategically uh, plan and execute for our clients? So when we come together in a really intentional way, it doesn't have to just be co-working, as you mentioned. It also doesn't have to just be learning or social activities. It can be the execution and planning of the actual work to be done. So we... I believe that we're going to start to look at hybrid, learn and use and leverage hybrid in a totally different way. And one other thing I want to add here is that because of this, people are going to be traveling for work quite a bit more. Um, And we encourage safe travel in the time of COVID-19, of course. Uh, But as you come together and partner together as teams and you travel together, that creates a different type of relationship than you would have if you never connected with that, you know, that individual in, in person. 
Yes. Um, which goes back to that building of community. It builds community in a different way. And, and there's the opportunity to do more sharing in different ways than you do in the office and just have that time to spend together. So I love that. Mm -hmm. I also wanted to mention, you know, one of the things that we do that I think is really beneficial when it comes to, you know, we're a remote company entirely, but two things is that we have put in practice that like, let's hop on a quick 15 minute call when we are feeling stuck or just need to brainstorm. And I think that has been so impactful for me this year because we can get out of that stuck space so much faster when we've got someone helping us through that. And um, the other thing is our strategy weeks and having dedicated time to really be intentional about planning. And that ensures that we have some time to connect directly if we want to. A lot of what we do is asynchronous and that's the nature of hybrid work. There is a lot of asynchronous work to that point, being intentional about when you come together in person and also being intentional about how you connect Uh, when you aren't in person, like what are those connection points so that you can do real time? What's the opposite of asynchronous work? Synchronous? (laughs) Synchronous work. (laughs) Yeah. So that you can do that work together as needed. Um, And I think that has been so helpful for us. And I think we've seen that help our clients so much as well. Absolutely. And what Chloe mentioned there is at the top of every month, we have a strategy week. And It's not only for Chloe and I, we bring together our other team members. We come together with our marketing partners. We come together with our project manager uh, and we just, you know, strategize for the month ahead. We reflect, we do a lot of planning uh, and a lot of talking. So please feel free to shamelessly steal that idea and incorporate (laughs) it into your business. Um, So this has been our kind of end of year roundup and all of um, the ideas, trends we've seen, what has been beneficial uh, and helpful and inspirational to us this year. And we wanted to share just a few thoughts uh, about what's ahead for Co-Create Work in 2023. You want to kick us off, Chloe? Yes. So one of the things that we will be focused on for next year are our accelerated leadership development workshops. And these, this is not a program like you just buy this off the shelf. These are specific to your, you know, to a business where we go in, really understand the culture, make sure that what we're doing with the team is aligned to the culture, systems, values. If we see some some systems recommendations, we will make those as we see them, but really focused on that manager development. And as we're talking about community, a huge part of manager development where we see benefit and where we see innovation is in building that community. So the this leadership development program workshops are really an opportunity for those managers to learn. Obviously, that's a huge part of it. That's the main part of it, but also build community and start to really have one, you know, folks that they can rely on, build trust amongst them. So that's a big one for me. That's kind of my big, big one that I'm focused on already for 2023. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm so looking forward to that. Um, Chloe is an absolutely brilliant designer. Um, 
uh, around <laughs> yes, around leadership and management development. So I am thrilled uh, for that to be more accessible to folks in yes. 2023. In addition, we're going to have a lot of really cool products coming forward uh, and the opportunity to learn a bit more from us outside of the podcast. So in fall of 2023, I think I'm going to go ahead and say it, Chloe. We're okay, be, let's put it in the universe. <laughs> we're going to be launching a culture certification program. So we actually, um, uh, our marketing partner, Corky Pineapple, uh, Cassandra, uh, was brilliant and probably knew that I was going to leak this information. She has a wait list. <laughs> <laughs> she has a wait list link set up. So that will be accessible to you in the show notes. But we are going to be taking folks through a certification process to become certified in our five com- five components of inclusive culture uh, and the specific skills and tools, definitions, how to design all the things that are needed to support current practitioners in different areas um, and different uh, modes to help to create and develop uh, inclusive culture. And we are absolutely thrilled and excited about that. So excited about that one. It is going to be transformational, right? Like our big mission and our big purpose is to transform how the world does work. And so we are thrilled to have more practitioners who are out there doing that work. So it's going to be super excited. I also want to just share that part of what we are doing and where we landed on what we're doing in 2023 is that we looked at some of the things that we've just talked about as far as trends, where things are going, that community piece, the impact we want to have, as well as like our own workplace mental health, how we support ourselves, what that looks like. And I just named this to say, we're taking all of this in and it's actually helping to inform our strategy. And with it being the end of the year, as you're thinking about your next year, it's a great opportunity to do the same thing for yourselves. Yes. I love that, Chloe. It would be amazing for you to maybe take these themes that we shared and apply them for your business. Uh, So uh, look at each of these categories and respond. I think that's brilliant. Um, In addition to that, Internally, we are transitioning to a four-day work week yes, in 2023. We <laughs> so we have been uh, touting this as something that we believe is about the future of work uh, to help to support human capacity. We are hoping to share more details as that unfolds to provide tips and resources uh, and inputs to folks as they are thinking about this and maybe considering it. Um, one key thing we'll just say, like list it as an experiment, you know, if if it, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, um, but we'll be talking about that next year as well. Yes. So that was a huge end of year wrap up, Chloe. Yeah, <laughs> we covered a lot. We did. And I just want to say I am so proud of our team and our clients and our work together. Uh, and just want to give a huge thank you to you and Thank you. Our clients, uh, you, the listeners out there, this was the first season of the Co-Create Work podcast, um, and it has been an absolute pleasure. So anything from you, Chloe, before we sign off? Big thank you to you for a lovely year of partnership. It's been amazing. And also just a note that we are going to take a little break from the podcast. And so we will not be back until February. We are going to 
you know, practice what we preach, have some of that downtime when it comes to podcasts, be able to really think about and be intentional about what we come back to you with. But we are really excited um, for some of the topics that we have on deck for next year, which will be coming out in February. Beautiful. I love it. And so as always, wishing you like the the a wonderful closing of the year, um, much success in 2023. And Thank you all for your leadership. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in. For any resources referenced during today's episode, you can find that information in our show notes at cocreatework.com slash podcast. You can also connect with us on Instagram at cocreatework. If you have any questions about this week's episode or transforming the future of work, we would love to hear from you. Please email us at podcast at cocreatework.com. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Co-Create Work podcast on your favorite platform. Thank you.